I am Rahim Salam, transmitting from the Amateur Art Studios in the Soul City Corridor. And this is What About Chicago? I'm stuck in Chicago. Chicago is your weekly show exploring live art, music, entertainment, and culture. I hope you can listen to us every Friday at high noon with Q4 Radio, QUE, the number 4.org, where we create beauty and defend it. Man, what a tough week. Um, I do first before we get started. I want to encourage you to go to Q4 Org, Q-U-E, the number four, org. Send them a message. Ask them how you can be of some financial support. They've been praising art in Chicago and worldwide for years, and they definitely deserve our support and to remain in this sphere of the great art of Chicago for many moons to come. And uh, if you got anything left over after that, Support the podcast. You can do so by going to patreon.com slash whataboutchicago. And if you can't listen to us at that precise time of high noon every Friday with QUE, the number four dot org, you can listen at your leisure. Uh, You can do so by tapping into What About Chicago at Apple Music, Spotify, and or soundcloud.com slash what about Chicago. All right, we we uh, have to say rest in peace, rest in power to our great friend, our colleague in the arts, a great artist, great musician, great comedian by the name of Samantha Berkman. Samantha Berkman recently passed away. And uh, I don't know what to say. Um, Always showed what about Chicago, the greatest of love and support. Always showed me personally the greatest, greatest love and support. And Samantha, you will be you will be sorely missed. And um, we're going to try to play some some music, some comedy that Samantha Berkman was involved in throughout the show. And uh, many, many condolences to Samantha Berkman's family and friends. And uh, definitely Samantha will live on through the arts. So praise art for Samantha Berkman. Samantha Berkman! What's going on? <laughs> What's up? I'm hyped to be here. 
but this is not a good angle for you to look at my body. <laughs> this feels so shitty. If it, this is an angle reserved for like my cell phone when I accidentally open the camera. <laughs> like it's not, like it, feel, it feels like you're all just like huddled underneath my fupa. Do you understand how like confident that makes me feel? <laughs> you guys know what fupa stands for, right? You guys are familiar with the term fupa, yes? All of the women are always like, oh, yes, next. Uh, we don't want to talk about it. That's our thing. Fupa, if you don't know, don't look at it. How dare you? If you look at it, it just gives me power. I take your youth away. That's where I store it. A lot of good men have died down here. A lot of mediocre men. A lot of bass players. A lot of bass players died. A lot of comedians have died down here. Good for them. <laughs> I like to give them like a Viking funeral. Just in the, the salty brine of womanhood, sir. <laughs> Talking puss juice. <laughs> so if you don't know, FUPA is an acronym that stands for fucking unbelievable pussy accomplishment and that is what it stands for. Do you hear me? That is what it stands for. That's not, <laughs> that's not. They correct you at frat parties. They say no right into your fupa. They say no, no. Actually, it stands for fat upper pussy area. <laughs> like, oh, are you talking about your own head, you fat pussy? Also, like, I just beat you in beer pong, so now I own your frat house. <laughs> and that is no way to talk to your queen. <laughs> Two cups. One girl. I do it different. <laughs> oh, so you're all disgusting. This is going to be fun. This is good. <laughs> I said fupa around my mom once, and she was like, oh my god, is that what you call grandma? <laughs> oh, my fupa is so bloated and distended. <laughs> But like she was, so I get where she was coming from. Um, I can't, that's pretty bright up here. Uh, where are my ladies at? Where are my ladies at? <laughs> call your congressman. Call your congressman. Yeah, call your fucking congressman. I call my congressman every day. <laughs> Which sounds psychotic, but the thing is, it is. Um, and I'm not even political, okay? But I call my congressman every single day because frankly, I am not over our breakup. So I give him the old ring-a-ding-ding because his phone number is public record. So he legally has to answer. So I call him and I say, hey, yeah, honey, how's politics? And he says, God damn it. If you're gonna call me every day, can you at least Please, talk about the issues. Ah, oh, the issues, okay, the issues, the issues, the issues. Okay, here's an issue. What was wrong with the fucking tie that I bought you? What was wrong with it? What was wrong with it? And he said, well, it's not exactly like business casual because it did say pussy eater down like the whole tie, <laughs> but it was funny. I feel like I don't have to say this because, um, of my, I look like I'm training an Olympic ice skater. Um, I don't date congressmen, that was a joke. <laughs> I exclusively date dog walkers. <laughs> Hot, I also date dogs, woof, you know? <laughs> a bunch of uggos out there, God bless them. My boyfriend is so stupid, <laughs> but he's so hot. 
He, uh, okay, dating him. <laughs> he is a dog walker, and I tell my parents he's like away on business, but he's just dog sitting in Andersonville. Like, it's not, like, it's very humiliating for both of us. Um, but I love him so much because here's the thing I designed him in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. <laughs> like, that's where he lives, and that's where he's gonna die. Is I think it's hot when a guy owns three t-shirts. That's it. That's all. That's his whole wardrobe. I also think it's hot when a guy does this. <laughs> but then he throws in a... <laughs> and he's like holding a skateboard, but the graphics are so bad that it's not even touching. I'm like, oh my god, who are you? <laughs> uh, oh, I have to go. You guys have been very fun. Thank you so much. That was Samantha Berkman doing some stand-up comedy at the Laugh Factory here in Chicago. Uh, I do believe sometime in November 2019, over there at the Laugh Factory, such a funny, funny comedian, Sam Berkman, was and is. Um, They did a great comedy, weekly comedy series called Camp, a comedy show at the Village Tap here in Chicago off of uh, Roscoe Avenue and Damon with Tessa Orsich. And um, I used to go all the time. Every Monday, it was going down. It was always free and always had great comedy by both of them. All right, y'all. Well, it's time to take that walk this Friday, May 21st. Um, I do believe... Uh, You can reserve a ticket if you go to their website here, um, artsandpubliclife.org. It is for the exhibit Dawood Bay Portraits from Chicago 1993 to 2001. Uh, This is, um, I do believe, a series. uh, This is with the Arts Incubator, 301 East Garfield Boulevard, Toward Common Cause, Art, Social Change, and the MacArthur Fellows Program at 40 explores the extent to which certain resources, air, land, water, and even culture, can be held in common, raising questions about inclusion, exclusion, ownership, and rights of access. The exhibition considers art's vital role in society alongside its calls for vigilance in defending shared resources. And uh, this is the occasion of the 40th anniversary of the MacArthur Fellows Program. Um, This common cause, toward common cause, deploys the Fellows Program as an intellectual commons and features new and recontextualized work by 29 visual artists who have been named Fellows since the awards program's founding in 1981. So Dawood Bay, Charmaine, Vincent, Joseph, Andre, and Charlie. Uh, They're all going to have things on tap for this amazing, amazing event. And Chicago-based Dawood Bay is going to have their portraits from Chicago, 1993 to 2001, here at the uh, the exhibit. 
So I thought this would be a good time for you guys to check it out. Um, it is at 301 East Garfield Boulevard, the Arts Incubator. And if you need more information so you can get the correct time and the right process, you know, in these times, we don't know if, if how they want us to come. You definitely should wear a mask. Um, go to artsandpubliclife.org to uh, join this amazing art exhibition today, May 21st. What about it? Please give it up for my favorite person, Samantha Berkman! Keep it going for Meat Brick! Hello, Meat Brick! <laughs> I was going to do a different set, but... Kristen Fenchik said inspired me, which buckle up, it's gonna be disgusting. I just got back from my first tour ever as a fucking working stand-up comic, which is pretty amazing. I have tour posters, uh, which I will sign for you, and if you all clap that loud, you have to buy one, they're $10. You're legally obligated. Cut that out of the, of the tape. Molly, bring me back up again? No. <laughs> I'll bring myself back up. Samantha Brickman. <laughs> Guys, stop. Come on. This is, so to commemorate my first fucking tour as a stand-up comic, I'm going to tell you the first thing I ever did as a comedian. Okay? It's the story that started my long, painful career <laughs> of embarrassing myself in front of nice people, okay? I got broken up with, yuck, me? <laughs> but who would? Every man I've ever dated. I got broken up with um, by a fucking off-season mall Santa. <laughs> Like, he wasn't one, but he looked the part. <laughs> he was not hot. He cheated on me, okay? He cheated on me. Yeah. With a fucking girl, or sorry, not a girl. <laughs> she was not a girl. <laughs> with He cheated on me with the whore, with this fucking filthy whore, this dirty slut. <laughs> That he married six months later, okay? Yeah, heartbreaking. So I went to a spa, okay? Do a little self-care. I went to this spa in this little oasis called Cole's Bar. Yeah. Took a trip, had a stay. <laughs> and I went there to drink whiskey alone, okay? Because there's like the long part of the bar where you can make memories with your friends. Then there's that little part at the end of the bar where you get to kill yourself slowly. And that's where I was sitting, because I was on it. And, uh, did you just say, oh, we've been there? Like, to the bar or at that level of loneliness? <laughs> Either way, it's the same place. So I ordered two shots of whiskey from the bartender. He says, no problem. Takes my card, puts it over, hands the shots to me, goes to help someone else. By the time he comes back, both shots were gone. This is in one minute. And he said, did you take both of those shots yourself? And I said, what are you, a fucking cop? Because it's Chicago, there's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> like, it probably is. He's like, you can't do that. And I was like, you don't know what I've been through. The man who cheated on me, cheated on me with a whore who plays the flugelhorn. <laughs> okay? 
that's for me. So he poured me two more shots, and then I had myself a night. And now, at this point, I'm feeling a little friendly, a little lonely. You can feel both. And this guy comes up to me. I can only describe him as... (laughs) He looked like if a gerbil was in a heavy metal band. (laughs) And I was like, oh, he's hot. (laughs) It's like, he's so gorgeous. First words out of his mouth were, hey, you drink both those shots? (laughs) Honey, I did. (laughs) What? He's like, do you want to hear my 9-11 conspiracy theory? And I don't remember what he said, but I remember he was right, okay? I remember he nailed it. (laughs) And then he said, do you think it would be funny if I peed my pants right now? And I was like, oh, I moved on. I am ready for love. And then the bartender was like, the bar closed, but it didn't. He was like, you guys have to leave. (laughs) You're insane. So uh, this gerbil in a heavy metal band said... I live across the street and I have more alcohol in my apartment. I was like, drag my lifeless body there, let's go. So he drags me up the stairs, no small feet. (laughs) He, okay, he has a two bedroom apartment. He lives there alone, which isn't weird, but it's not good. (laughs) I'm concerned. And then we go to the couch. You have two beds, what are we here for? What are we doing? But he took me to the couch because he wanted to watch Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> and it was the episode where he's licking all the fur balls and hawking them onto a fucking conveyor belt. It was funny. I was like, all right, we'll do it. <laughs> so we're making out, which was bad. It was not, like, it wasn't, it was sloppy. But mostly teeth. Not like the sloppy where it's, like, hot. It's just, like, hurt. It hurt. I know, I know. And like, I have bad teeth. If I smile, you can smell my mouth. <laughs> like, it's not, like, I don't understand. So we're making out, and he whispers into my ear, and he goes, what are you into? And I was like, ooh, well, not kissing. <laughs> so what else do you got? So we go to one of his two bedrooms, classic guy, <laughs> multimillionaire. And we start, like, you know, having bad sex. I don't know what I expected. <laughs> A lot of teeth during sex. Not, not where you'd hope. <laughs> Which is nowhere. Uh, and he whispered in my ear again. He goes, really though, like, like what are you into? And I was like, ah! it sounds like you're just wanting me to ask you this question. So why don't you just tell me what the fuck you're into? I will scream and then we'll move on. <laughs> okay? So he says, all right. I'm kind of into like femdom. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what that is. <laughs> like, like, I'm female, but I'm the domineer of no part of my life. <laughs> like, I'm a coward, okay? So I was like, well, don't know how to do that. Let's continue fucking bad. And now he whispers in my ear a third time, thrice. One, two, three times. It's like, you live alone. We're, it's just us. Just talk at a normal volume. You're not being the hot. You already pissed yourself. <laughs> So he says, uh, all right, I'm into something else. Like, yeah, I know. What? It's like, have you ever heard of pegging? And now I'm a modern woman in an urban city who has cable. I saw the episode of Broad City. I know what pegging is, okay? I'm actually an expert at it. 
But I'm so drunk and I'm so heartbroken. And I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Strap me in. <laughs> Let's go. And he's so excited. He rolls off of me. Again, no small feet. And he opens up his nightstand and there's this beautiful lacquered wooden box which is nicer and bigger than my own apartment, <laughs> okay? And he opens it and inside is like a Fisher Price powder blue, like my first strap on. <laughs> like, I was like, ah, what is this? Because I truly did not know. <laughs> I lied. And there's like, if you don't know the difference between like a dildo and a strap on, a dildo is just like the, like the penis part. But a strap-on has this big bulbous part at the bottom, and I was like, "What? I've, I've seen balls, <laughs> but I feel like I haven't. Is that, is that what this is?" And he goes, "Oh, this big old globe, that goes inside you, meaning me." <laughs> and honey, I was back in. I was like, "Let's go!" So he gets me suited up in my armor. And it was cool. It felt awesome. I was like, I was like, well, you can wave your dick around in a circle. <laughs> I was like, I understand the patriarchy. This was fun as fuck. And then I turn around, and I am immediately bummed out. Okay, because my partner <laughs> is now downward facing dog with a river of lube cascading down his hairy butt crack. Enjoy your meal. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm already fucking here, okay? I'm here. <sighs> I took the deepest breath I've ever taken in my life, okay? Thought I was gonna die from lack of oxygen. So I go to, like, insert myself. <laughs> again. I'll grow up! I go to insert myself, and he goes, wait, 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 wait. Can you just like put a finger in really quick? <laughs> no! I eat with this hand. <laughs> like recklessly. No abandon, just like get it in my mouth. And I don't know what's under my fingernails, but it better not be someone else's shit, okay? Absolutely not. But I'm a fucking champ, okay? I'm already in too deep, so to speak. <laughs> Okay? Okay! And now he lets out like a hot sex noise and I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Round two. So I, I insert my penis like a, like a, <laughs> a couple centimeters and he goes, wait, 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 wait. Like uh, my dick is getting soft and that doesn't even make sense. Like, let's go, I'm ready. Holy shit, this fucking asshole. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so I go in, okay? I go in. He's like, just be really, really careful. Like, yeah, I have a fucking human butthole, okay? Like, I've never done this before, but like, I've done this before. Like, I understand the mechanics. So I go in. And I only do this impression of him because it is 100% accurate. It's not to shame him, but it is a little, okay? I insert my penis fully, and he goes, wait, 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 <laughs> Like a stuck pig, okay? So I panic, okay? Which is not what you're supposed to do. 
you, I fucking panic, rocket shoot myself out. No, 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 do not do that. <laughs> because immediately, oh boy, his butt cheeks look like a duty Rorschach test, okay? I could see my dad crying. I could just see my dad's face just weeping brown tears. And now I'm laughing so hard I can't breathe. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> and all I can manage to say is like, shit, shit. And he turns around and he goes, what's the matter, baby? Like, first of all, do not call me baby. You just shit yourself. That is what babies do. I am a man. You guys have been very fun. Thank you so much. All right. What about Chicago? That last bit you heard, a bit of comedy with Sam Berkman, Samantha Berkman, a classic bit that she did uh, called The Peg. If you know, you know that was at camp, a comedy show. I do believe back in... um, 2019, maybe earlier, and that show was every Monday at the Village Tap in Roscoe Village. Amazing times those were, Um, and I'm so glad that it has been documented and we could share those hilarious stories uh, with you in Samantha Berkman's memory. We love you, Sam. All right, we're going to take that walk to the next event. It is Saturday. May 21st, and I do believe this is from the hours of 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. They call this the Blockhouse Gallery Grand Opening. It's with Pullman Arts, Friends of Pullman, Pullman Art Space Lofts, located at 11137 South Langley, so out there in the Hunnids. And uh, Pullman Art Space Lofts are a mixed-use, affordable, live-work space for artists and their families. And this event, the Board of the Pullman Arts Chicago Neighborhood Initiatives and Art Space, they are inviting you to this community event that's going to feature music and art. The Blockhouse Gallery will be open to walk through to view the great art exhibits and they, they are inviting folks of all ages. So not only are they going to have some amazing art there at the Blockhouse Gallery by their resident artists, they are also going to have musical performances by singer Megan McNeil and Jovan. Jovan Landry, who I'm a big fan of, Jovan and the Land. They're both going to be performing live. So Megan McNeil and Jovan in the land performing live. I think Megan is going to kick it off at 2 p.m., Jovan at 3 p.m., and then all those in-between times you can peruse through the Blockhouse Gallery and uh, take, take a note of the amazing art. Hopefully you can buy some of that amazing art as well. They also want to remind you, COVID protocols will be in place. Mask wearing and social distancing is mandatory. And yeah, man, just have a good time out there in Pullman this Saturday, 4 p.m. Blockhouse Gallery Grand Opening 
at the Pullman Art Space Lofts, 11137 South Langley Avenue. If you need more information about this event and many other things that are going on, go to artspace.org slash what we do. And you can also uh, go to, I do believe, let me see, let me pull it up here. Because they got a great website as well. PullmanArts.org.
fun times and opportunities. He sure does love me right, but he don't know me better. She sure does love me right, but she don't know me better. which is like skin cancer that like I have tumors in my organs, but it's not like I don't have lung cancer. I just have skin cancer in my lung. I also have a cute little tumor right here on my triple chin. That's so a, I have to, it's a tumor right there, huh? Oh yeah. So it's you gotten it off. Have I what? You try just picking it off. <laughs> no, that'd be gross. Dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. I don't know how that works. I just think it like. No, no. That like, is the yeah. medical. That's the medical uh, maneuver, if you will. They just have you pick it off yourself, um, and then they send you a bill. They uh, <laughs> they have me on all these steroids, which make if you're on them for long enough at a high enough dose, it's called moon face which is like a really nice way to say that large fat deposits kind of like engulf your whole face until you can't eat without getting, like my mouth is receded so far behind my cheeks. I can't eat anything. <laughs> Just kidding. I can eat anything. 
Uh, I can't eat anything without getting food in my mustache, which is also a new fun side effect of these steroids. I got a cute little mustache. Uh, another shit out of people though. Now that you're on steroids, what's that? You feel like you could beat up people now that you're on steroids. No, I have no energy. It's horrible. It sucks, dude. Steroids are bullshit. The I'm not strong. I'm just I just have a ham head and a mustache. I look like I'm just like slowly becoming the boy from Up, but like going through puberty. Just like a little, and I can't shave it because if you shave it, then it. I know that's not true, but if you shave your mustache, then you have to like always shave your mustache, and I just don't want to have a mustache forever. Well, so I'm letting it wax, be. right? I can't because the steroids make my skin so thin. If I were to wax it or tweeze it, I would rip my face off. Oh my god, <laughs> it's rough. I've been a, it's been a rough year. Uh, it's almost been a year that I found out. It's uh, really been the craziest year. I mean, obviously having stage four cancer is horrible, sick, love it. but is there any small part of you that's like, if I have to suffer, so does the rest of the world. Fuck you guys. <laughs> like, Absolutely. Are you serious? I would so be like first, it, it was kind of perfect timing because I had February and March for everyone to be like, Oh my god, like how can I help? Like I'm gonna send like a package. And then I got so many presents and all of this attention, which I loved. And then the whole fucking world shut down. And I was like, this absolutely rocks. I'm not gonna be able to do comedy and no one else is gonna be able to do comedy. So I'm not gonna yeah, any ground. No. <laughs> Except for the people who just like kept doing comedy and i was like you're not that good to keep doing it i agree like yeah. indoors at a club like you're you're gonna risk it all Ooh, i don't know that you have the right sense of worth <laughs> um but that's just me being a <laughs> mean spirited uh, person it's but there are there is you always got to find the humor and i think it's really funny i know in my head i'd be like at first, I'd be like, fucking COVID is stealing my thunder right now. It's supposed to be about me. I did I feel that way. <laughs> did you feel that way a little bit? For, at the beginning, I was like, yeah, but I'm sick in a different way. <laughs> and I need a love and attention. Ladies and gentlemen, Rocket Raccoon. I see uh, Loki decided not to wear his double dildo hat tonight. Good choice. Loki, your passport may say Asgard, but your headdress says Assplay. Your face is so pale and sunken, you look like you have stage four leukemia. You look like Jon Snow with AIDS if he never took a shower. He does! Loki, you're called the god of lies and mischief, which when you rearrange the letters spells, I am Lord Voldemort, but gay. <laughs> King of Wakanda is here, great. 
Uh, but, uh, what kind of costume is that, Panth? <laughs> and you like that? Wordplay. Black Panther, did you find that leather gimp suit in the gayest section of Joanne Fabrics? Or did you just pull it out of Loki's sex dungeon? Oh. How do you look sluttier than Natasha Romanoff? <laughs> Although your fabulousness is hereditary, considering your dad was T'Chaka Khan. <laughs> and Pant, I gotta ask you, I thought cats hate dogs. It's so weird that you fell in love with someone named Aurora. <laughs> it's a deep cut for you fucking nerds. T'Challa has a PhD in physics and a suck my D in this roast. <laughs> and the Hulk is here and he looks pissed. At least I think that's him, unless that's just the Black Widow after a man told her to smile. Either way, great boobs. <laughs> Brucey, baby, I know you like your solitude, but can you please put a shirt on when you are around people? You look like Shrek on laundry day. You're so jacked up and angry, I mistook you for Mike the Situation. Hulk smush. <laughs> well, you like the Jersey Shore? You get that reference? I had hope, but you guys are fucked. And Spider-Man. Jesus, such an obvious name that you must have just learned about compound words in first grade. You got bitten by a spider and absorbed their characteristics, like super agility and me wanting to kill you. Spiders have eight eyes and legs, and you somehow look more awkward and repulsive. You're such a woman-fearing neurotic. I thought you got bitten by Woody Allen. <laughs> All right, we started off that last block with a version of the song Miss Ohio, sung by Sam Berkman at Lily's Open Mic. Think way back in 2015, uh, Earphoria used to host an open mic and Sam Berkman would come in almost every week, hang out with all of us, and perform a few tunes occasionally. So that was Samantha Berkman on the guitar playing that classic song, Miss Ohio at Lily's. Then we had a collaboration that Samantha Berkman did with a group called Sex No Babies. And the name of the song is called Sure Does Love Me Right. Featuring Sam Berkman and Sex No Babies. You can find that at sexnobabies.bandcamp.com on the A Sex No Babies Christmas album. After that, uh, we tuned in for a snippet of Sam Berkman on Joe Kilgallen's podcast talking about her her battle with cancer. That was very, very uh, insightful and very brave of Sam to share with us all. And then the last snippet was Samantha Berkman at a, um, I guess this was a a roast of the Avengers 
from a uh, thing called character assassination they were doing at the Chicago Laugh Factory in 2018. Sam Berkman playing Rocket Raccoon. So funny. So amazing. All right, y'all. Um, so we're here on Sunday. It's May 23rd. And we want to meet up at 12.30 p.m. But instead of taking that walk, we want to ride that bike. And this is called the Black Joy Ride from a, a Black Joy Ride. And black women are essential. They're going to take a ride together uh, with these women-led initiatives celebrating a whole year of uplifting and amplifying the voices and action of black women. And they certainly deserve to be uplifted and amplified and we should we should do this as well and join in and, and take that bike ride. They're meeting up at Webster Daniel Park at 1357 South Indiana Avenue this Sunday, May 23rd. 1230 p.m. is the meetup. Get there earlier. They're going to take off on the ride at 1 p.m. And once again, um, Black Joyride, you can find them at on Instagram, at Black Joyride. And also, you want to tune into Black Women Are Essential. Find them also on Instagram. Or you, I'm sorry, you can find them at their website, blkwomenareessential.com. Follow them on Instagram, at blkwomenareessential.com. If you need more information, go to those social media sites and send them a message or just get a reminder of the time and date. But once again, let's take that bike ride, y'all. This Sunday, May 23rd, 1230 p.m., 1357 South Indiana Avenue. My name is Samantha Berkman. I have been doing comedy for almost three years. My name is Tessa Orzak. I have also been doing comedy. I've been doing comedy for three years and three months. We started camp because we were super new comics. I was running an open mic, and uh, I wanted to leave and start a show. And Sam had a pretty sick connection on this venue, the Village Chap. She lives across the street. She was good friends with the owner. And um, He literally told me, I was like, hey, I want to start doing stand-up comedy. He's like, okay, have the beer garden. Run a show. And I was like, well, let's see if I'm, like, funny first. Like, let's... Let me fail for a minute. Who wants to hear a disgusting story? Okay. Now I will remind you later when you hate it that you agreed. Normal people who enjoy comedy are the people who go to independent shows. People who are like tourists and don't could honestly give a shit and just need a plan will go to like the comedy clubs. Um, so you get a really good foundation of people who give a shit and we'll listen for the most part. Yeah, I feel like you have the opportunity to build relationships with yes. your customers or your audience members, as we say. We totally borrowed that concept from now the late owner of Bill Chat Mike. Um, he passed away about a year ago. And actually, a year ago in two days, which is yeah. crazy. I know. Um, but he was like the best dude. He's the one who offered Sam the space. He really, really embraced me as well. And he was already close with Sam. And just like kind of was like, you guys can do whatever you want with the space. The only thing. I'm asking is that you guys treat your audience members the way I treat my bar patrons, which is like family for the most part. Mm -hmm. Hospitality um, it's all is about, first. Yeah, all about treating people 
the way you want to be treated are better. Um, like this, this bar feels like a living room for like the entire neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh, we can totally do that. Every Monday at eight o'clock, I hope. She didn't correct me. So yes, that's right. Let's bring her out to the stage. This is Samantha Berkman. Good and everyone hates themselves. But I learned this trick that I will share with you. 
If you look every morning before you leave your fucking house or your condo, <laughs> you look yourselves in the eye in the mirror and you say, you lie. You just lie. You lie right into your own face and you say, this is good. Everyone likes it. And then you DIY Stockholm Syndrome. Stop, Stockholm Syndrome. You're still. I am very nauseous from earlier still. <laughs> or it was whiskey. <laughs> it's so hard to tell. Whiskey gives me the literal spins where I come out on stage and turn for a full minute. <laughs> Anyone in here uh, depressed? One, two, all of you! <laughs> I'm the new Dr. Seuss bitch and that's a true book. Good. Who in here thinks they're the most depressed? Let me pick. <laughs> Ooh, hard choice. Palm tree t-shirt or business casual. <laughs> I'm gonna go palm tree t-shirt. That is an eccentric outfit. You hate yourself. <laughs> you just wanna get picked. Business casual. Uh, when you are depressed, do you listen to like sad songs? Sure. Like lean into it, feel your feelings. Good for you. What do you listen to? Let me guess. Let me, can I talk? Can I talk? <laughs> You look like you listen to Bright Eyes, but it's secret. Sure. Ooh. I'm like a fucking mentalist up here. <laughs> or not the mentalist, a mental patient. <laughs> that's, uh, that's I also, I listen to, not just like a band, I listen to one song and one song only. And the uh, premise of it is essentially, everybody who you love in your life will uh, eventually leave you by choice. Not because they did something romantic, like died in a fire. Um, I use that tag a lot every time, and people are like, that's not romantic. So like, I guess I have a fetish for too much limbs. <laughs> <laughs> and I always forget that the chorus of that song is mm bop ba doo ba -dop. I forget that every fucking time. Do you know that that song is sad? First verse, first verse. You have so many relationships in this life, in this life, only one or two will last. Go through all this pain and strife, you turn your back, and they're gone so fast. <laughs> oh yeah. And they're gone, well you guys know the song. Uh, okay, so why are the pains of this waking life being sung to me by three child sirens. Who the fuck are you, Hanson? How do you cry to that? Effectively. And then the chorus sounds like Bill Cosby drowning. Just push his head in the Lake Michigan and fucking stay there, you monster. Sam, why Lake Michigan? Because lakes are where monsters live. <laughs> Read a fucking children's book. <laughs> That's my time. Thank you so much. So I'm I'm curious, like, how y'all got started doing camp. That's a good question. That is a good question. Tessa and I never shut the fuck up about this story. Yeah. <laughs> we talk about it a lot. It's a it's a good story. It's a great we have story. A good story. It's a so I had just started. 
doing stand-up comedy. I had just had this very bizarre sexual experience with a human being that went uh, really poorly for me. <laughs> and um, I told a friend of mine, Ben Maroney, I told him, I pegged a guy for the first time and he pooped on everything and I freaked out. <laughs> so I told Ben and he was like, you yeah. have to tell everybody that story. <laughs> like, do it on a microphone. And I was like, I'm gonna. So I went to this open mic and I was the last person up. Tessa thankfully put me up. I ran the light by what, 10 minutes? Yeah, oh yeah. She was supposed <laughs> to perform it. She did at least 10. Yeah, it was great. Maybe maybe but 15. I didn't know any better. Yeah. And Tessa <laughs> was kind enough to let me finish the story. And then afterwards she was like, "Oh my god, you have to do this show called The Blackout Diaries, which is It's like a drinking story show in Chicago. <laughs> it took a couple months to get her on the show. Yes. Because they also book regular people. That's that's a long story. They also book regular people on the show, The Blackout Diaries. So I got to do it right away because I was so new in comedy that they thought I was just like a regular person. So instead of a instead of a instead of a comic, which I was really like three weeks into stand up, so I might as well have been. And Sam turns out, ironically, was the same exact situation. Although I didn't know that, so I pitched her like, "Oh my friend, she's a comic, super super great." Little did I know when I saw Sam do that open mic, my open mic, tell the story. That was her third open mic ever. So like, she was super new in a comedy <laughs> ends up getting on blackout diaries in the time that it took like those couple months we became good friends i had been going to the village tap which is across the street from my house uh and also across the street from my job like i would go there every day after work uh <laughs> 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 oops <laughs> we decided we wanted to do something together and i'd been running this open mic for a while and there was just kind of like drama going down at the venue the venue's now closed, um, but there's just some stuff that had happened that I was not cool with, and I wanted to leave and start a showcase. I was like, I love running an open mic, giving me a lot of experience, but like, I want to be able to pick performers and control the room a little bit more and like create a vibe and work in a place that feels safe to me. Um, so we decided we would work together. Well, Tessa was telling me <clears throat> we were hanging out on my stoop, and she was explaining to me like all of this fucked up shit that happened at the place where she was running the open mic. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, and then I, like, quit in a rage from my job briefly. They took me back, thank God. Um, but I went in crying to the owner of this bar, just like, fuck that place. Like, I don't care. I'm going to try comedy. And he's like, oh, my God, you have to. That's a great idea. It was just, like, the most supportive, yeah, blindly best. supportive person. And he was like, have the have the beer garden in the back. Do whatever you want with it. And I was like, I don't... <laughs> well, let's see if I'm, like, funny first. Let me, yeah. let me give it a, a dry run really quick. So then, this is, like, six months after we had that conversation, Tessa and I are having this talk on my porch. And I was like, well, if you want to run a show, I know the guy who owns the tap. So why don't you just have that? I'll just give you his info and she was like no what why don't we just do something and i was like oh yeah i don't like it i don't i've learned i've learned through the process of camp especially that i don't work well i'm not self-motivated i guess like i need at least one other person to like bounce ideas off of and talk incessantly and text nonstop, <laughs> message non-stop. all the time and like please give me compliments but i <laughs> like i don't work well by myself i don't like working by myself it's just not my personality i'm like very extroverted so i get energy from people so i was like i can't do this by myself and we and we started with like one concept which was very opposite of what it ended up as we were gonna call the show 
We were going to have it originally be like an open mic showcase hybrid. And I think that was just because we were such open mic comics yeah. that like. We didn't know we didn't. Else. We were like, well, open micers are our friends. And right. like we get to perform at open mics because everybody does. And like no one was booking us. So we kind of, I feel like we didn't have the confidence to just at first. So we at first were like, let's do open micers versus showcase comedians and call it village tap out. And it'll be like a smackdown type of thing. Oh my God. It was so bad. It was the worst idea. The <laughs> the logo I made was a, a boxing glove in a mic stand. Like, yeah. go home. Yeah, it was, like, it was so like a boxing lame. glove holding the mic stand. <laughs> it was really bad. Um, and then, so we had this idea and we were like pretty set on it. And then we also wrote down like a list of our values like what we want the audience to get out of the experience what we want out of it what we want our comics to feel on a legal pad in columns we wrote down like everything we wanted we wrote first what we wanted to get out of it we were like we want to become better comics like we want to perform more and like polish everything up and then what we want our comics to feel and then the audience was probably like the longest list like we want people to feel because that to me that was like that's what's going to make people come back it's not about There's some million great stand-up shows in the city. To me, it was like, if you can make people feel a certain way, and that mm-hmm. was always... I worked in like the bar industry for a long time, so that was always how I saw successful bars operate. Like, if you, as a bartender or a server, can create a feeling for someone when they come into your bar, like that's something that they remember. And that's what the Village I, Tap... I, as a bar patron, that right. is exactly why I went well, the to the Village, village Tap every is, day. is like a very... It's like a living room. It's yeah. like a Roscoe Village living room. Everyone goes there... Some people are there all the time. They right. become your best friends. Yeah, now me also there all the time. But we wanted to have, we wanted our audience to like leave with a feeling, not just like, oh, we saw a show. It's like, how do, how does the show make them feel? Why so, would they come back? Right. Yeah. It's not just to see good comedy because you could see good comedy anywhere. We wanted it to stand out in a way that was like people actually get something from it and feel something that they didn't feel before, which is like community and friendship, and they feel warm and positive and uplifted. Like we want people to feel good. What about Chicago? All right, y'all. So we started off that last block with a uh, snippet I found by Josh Josh, uh, Ennis um, on SoundCloud explaining about the independent showcase comedy show, comedy scene um, through the story of camp with Tessa and Samantha Berkman. And that was very interesting and endearing and heartwarming. And then after that, we had a stand-up. I'm not sure. I think it may have been at the Chill as F show with Sam performing uh, a bit. And then um, that last recording we had was also about camp and its origins. The comedy show that Samantha Berkman did every Monday at the Village Tap in Roscoe Village with uh, Tessa Orzik. And um, they were on Scopy Magazine. Scopy Magazine, I think they may still be doing a great podcast. I know they were. This was from 2018. And uh, yeah, just talk about the, they just talked about the comedy show, Camp, a comedy show that they founded and how much love they had doing that show and how much love they had for each other so yeah guys i really thank you for celebrating sam berkman in this last hour with me uh it's been very emotional doing this show i i I know i've made a lot of mistakes throughout um this has been a hard one but it is good to hear the work and to hear the voice of samantha berkman 
We will miss you so much, Sam. And um, praise art for you. Praise art, Sam Bergman. All right, y'all. We've got a... Our next walk is going to be this Monday, May 24th. It is with Honeypot Performance. Shouts out to Honeypot. Honeypot um, is a creative Afro-diasporic feminist collaborative committed to documenting and interrogating fringe subjectivities amidst the pressures of contemporary global life. So shouts out to Honeypot and what they have uh, for this performance, it's called If Then Online Sharing. Honeypot performance with special guests. Now they say If Then New Works Festival. Um, and it, I guess this took place at the Green Line Performing Arts Center, interweaving the original commissioned works of featured artists Allegra Dolores Sojourner Zenobia, Norman W. Long, Glory Glow, Talamantes, and Honeypot Performance in a culminating performance event of divine alchemy. The works are inspired by a year-long process of creative ritual. The ensemble played improvisational scores together, built on themes from Cuban artist Belkis Ayan's work, practices of spiritual guidance and intuition, and notions of ritual and ancestral connection. So I guess they invited a whole bunch of folks. Uh, they jammed out, uh, did some improv improvisational stuff, and then they created um, a video uh, of experimental, improvisational, and play. And so this is the final uh, fruit of that labor. And this is a pre-recorded online performance um, that includes several linked videos and a playlist. So I thought this was very interesting. Um, I have not seen or heard a lot of um, performances and engagements of the arts like this. So I thought I would share it with you so you can check it out for yourself this Monday, May 24th. And the best way to do that so you can get the proper links and the proper instruction is by going to Honeypot's website, honeypotperformance.org.
Everything is exactly right When I walk around here drunk every night Then open container from 7-Eleven In St. Ives Heaven I've been out haunting the neighborhood And everybody can see I'm a good I'm walking out between parked cars with my head full of stars. High on fat means the moon is a light bulb breaking. It'll go me down that I want those things you can never allow you see me smile and you think it's a frown turned upside down cause everyone is a fucking pro they all got answers for trouble you know they all gotta say what you should and shouldn't do don't have a clue
What about Chicago? That last block of music started off with Course, a band called Course. Name of the song, Give It All Away from their project, A Late Hour. Go to coursesounds.bandcamp.com and pick that up. After them, uh, we had a band called Free Range. And I played for you a cover they did uh, by Elliot Smith. Samantha Berkman was a big fan of Elliot Smith, and I just happened to stumble on this today. So that was Free Range with the Elliot Smith cover, St. Ides Heaven. And I can certainly w- relate with that. After that song was Sam Larson. You know one of my faves, Sam Larson, with a single called Crazy Baby. Go to samlarson.bandcamp.com. And for that uh, free range uh, music, go to freerange.bandcamp.com. And after Sam Larson, we had a song by The Midwest Theory called Enough from their Quarantine Sessions EP just came out not too long ago go to the midwesttheory.bandcamp.com next up was inner psych inner psych which is a project from Lexi Moon from Chicago this is from their 15 minutes more EP that is the name of the song as well go to lexi moon l e x i moon bandcamp.com for that one and then the last song of that block was put it was a compilation put out by tiny house tapes and uh, the name of that compilation is better springs tiny house spring compilation volume one the song garden illinois by francis and her fawn pick that up at tiny house tapes bandcamp.com all right y'all so we're on tuesday i believe tuesday may 25th we want to get together at 6 p.m i think this is a two-hour event it's another great event i found with vans.com their their vans channel 66 channel 66 on the air and uh with this show Well, let's see here. It's called the Chicago Mix DJ Show. And it's a two-hour live mix show with different DJs playing Chicago hip-hop and Chicago music with minor breaks in between sets. Hosted by Ryan Brockheimer. uh, Excuse me, Ryan Brockmeyer. Asking questions about the DJ and his or her or their Chicago history. So I really like this show. Um, I would love to get back into doing interviews with folks, uh, but I'm still a little scarred by the pandemic. So hopefully that will be soon. But I do enjoy seeing folks, especially Chicago artists, get interviewed. Ryan Brockmeyer is a great person to do it. Uh, They put on this midway doc of Chicago hip hop, Chicago music that you should definitely check out. Google that. But um, in this episode of the uh, Chicago Mix DJ show, they're going to have DJ Mosdef and DJ Illinois. 
And shouts out to 278 Media as well as DJ Sean Doe, all making this happen. What about Chicago, man? Amazing, amazing music all day. They could play for for forever with with the amount of great Chicago hip-hop, Chicago music in general that's out there. But do not miss this, y'all. This Tuesday, May 25th, starts at 6 p.m. It's on Van's Twitch TV channel and on their website, which is vans.com slash channel dash six six. We in, do not talk to me, I'm not trying to hear it I know that they really plotting on me It's my intuition, feel it in my spirit Never been the one to second guess it If it go against it, I'm not coming near it God's plan, so I might spaz Right past, so you can't deter it Y'all be right away, it's like a fucking boat Shipwreck, who gon' stay afloat? Peep shit, so I'm taking note Cause my notebook, the only way I cope I'm not crazy, really, I'm just passionate Cause I'm quiet, don't mean I'm a pacifist I'm a calculated thinking analyst If I did some shit, it wasn't on accident Do not insult my intelligence Misunderstood and that's evident My mama told me stay elegant I'm really trying, swear I'm really trying But they see my buttons and pressing them Give them a dose of their medicine Maybe I'm just being arrogant But I'm trying to climb, they crossing the line So do not insult my intelligence Misunderstood and that's evident My mama told me stay elegant I'm really trying, swear I'm really trying But they see my buttons and pressing them Give them a dose of their medicine Maybe I'm just being arrogant but I'm trying to climb, they crossing the line I might be Novella Harvey with a thousand disciples Couldn't harm me with your pistols or rifles Overthrow armies with ballots and haikus I promise I can't lose my bread just to spite you I might be too prideful, but pause on the humbleness We gotta get to this money quick Get to the bag and then run with it Texas, yeah, I'm from that southern dip uh, But my Chicago hitters, they don't play Belmont Southside, where they brought, they belt mine Hit the lake, hit a lick, then it's back to the grind Heart in these lines, cause it's been about time Then it's back to the cliff Girl, wash your mouth, don't get Popped in your lip Hard head make a soft ass Don't trip Had to get back I was getting homesick So just Do not insult my intelligence uh, Misunderstood and that's evident My mama told me stay elegant I'm really trying Swear I'm really trying But they see my buttons And pressing them Give them a dose of their medicine Maybe I'm just being arrogant But I'm trying to climb They crossing the line So do not insult my intelligence Misunderstood and that's evident My mama told me stay elegant I'm really trying, swear I'm really trying But they see my buttons and pressing them Give them a dose of their medicine uh, Maybe I'm just being arrogant But I'm trying to climb, they crossing the line uh.
let your skills show off. Yeah. I perfected this craft, right with a vengeance. I got these rappers feeling my wrath, making the path to where I wanna go and where I wanna be. We're moving all distractions so nothing can get in front of me. Snakes migrate, so be careful of all your company. The way I raise the bar, you think I got full custody. Luckily, I'm dope at everything that I do, and that's something that I prove every day that I move. Yeah, I'm trying to be cool, but too cool, you gon' lose. Choke the weeds out the garden so your flowers can't bloom. Start making power moves, put yourself in position and see your own vision you can be your own wit i'll break it down build it up and keep grinding all the way to the top uh, yeah keep it moving what you do ain't gonna work just grind till the wheels fall off don't be afraid to let your skills show steadily working making diamonds out of these flows i respond to the pressure like i was mining for coal eating off this rap shit is my primary goal these niggas all washed up it's only right that they fold stories Told, but I'm out here living my truth. I go for the gold. Anything else is a fluke. I aim and I shoot. And I'm always trying to get a bullseye. I'm a bad boy and everybody need a woosah. Calm and collective. That's just my perspective. Reality is based on perception. I try to use lessons. I learn as a guidance to perfection. And every day I treat it like a blessing. Yes. I break it down, build it up. I keep grinding all the way to the top. Judge, but you lost the case like you missing luggage. Order. Now get out of my court, your shit's repugnant, little thuggin' ass. Honestly, shit is embarrassing. We all got guns, motherfucker, this is America. <laughs> Give me some chicken and bacon, niggas is making moves, we cool. No ice cubes or refrigerating. Anticipating greatness regardless of limitations. I am a demand, but the man is a limb of his creator. I choose the leg, kick a killer in his knee with G-Force. Non-lethal, but please don't make me increase the recourse. From bleeding at you, then screaming at you Reaching the hell and throw a demon at you I'm breaking down, build it up I keep grinding all the way to the top uh, Yeah, keep it moving What you do ain't gonna work Just grind till the wheels fall off Don't be afraid to let your skills show off What about Chicago? That last block of music started off with a great artist by the name of Kia Abdul and um, just got hip, got a uh, song called Crossing the Line from their project Chapter Zero, The Lost Files. Go to Q-I-Y-A-H-A-B-D-U-L, Kia Abdul Dot com and pick that up right away loving the music and uh, after that was a group called Sunday name of the song Mount Miracle from their project Regulars EP all the way back from 2016 go to soundofsunday.bandcamp.com and support them after Sunday, we have Mr. Harris 
with uh, the song Clock In from the project Time Off. This is all the way from 2013. And I guess this this whole album is like like about a, a, a working person. So shouts out to Mr. Harris. I like the concept. And you can find that at Mr. Harris, excuse me, Mr. Harris, mrharris.bandcamp.com. Very interesting project, all the way from 2013. And then that last song, this is brand new, just came out today. Exclusive. I wish I had the, the air horn button I could push for this one, man. Ill Gordon, shouts out to Ill Gordon. And uh, this is from their new project, Gas, G.A.S. And I, I failed to look up what that means, but maybe I could tell you later. The name of the song, Break It Down, with Ill Gordon featuring B. Chantel and Big Ol' Lil' Young Blaze. Awesome. Big fan, been a big fan of Ill Gordon. I think this is their seventh solo project. Go to Ill Gordon, just how it sounds, illgordon.bandcamp.com, and pick that up. All right, y'all. So here's the thing, man. I do believe we are on, is it Wednesday, May 26th? Yes, it's looking that way. And I thought it would be a good time for you to explore the amazing art the projects, they have so many. And the thing about uh, this this um, platform I'm going to tell you about is not only can you be entertained and educated and explore these projects, but you can also submit projects of your own if you're in that realm. And this is Open Television, OTV. And it's a platform for intersectional television with artists and their creative visions at the center in 2015, this nonprofit distribution platform that support artists that supports artists and communities marginalized by their race, gender, sexuality, class, religion, disability, or nationality began as part of an ongoing research project at Northwestern University. In addition to providing a network of care to foster the entire trajectory of a creative project from inception to release, OTV also offers connectivity, financing, and consultation throughout. This is all to bring the stories of our time that are often underrepresented or missing from TV to the public. So yeah, man, OTV is cultivating the next generation of storytellers, y'all. They do artist development, community development, and research with you about your project. So, like I said, not only can you take a peek at all of the great uh, content that OTV provides, you can also submit your project, your script, your production. And I thought, no better time than right now, this Wednesday, May 26th, go to weareo.tv. Once again, don't miss it. You will not be disappointed. Go to we are 
O dot TV.
song we just played for you, Chicago artist Tommy Carroll. Name of the song next to me featuring Stephanie Alma. It's from a project they got coming out. I don't think it is out yet, but it will be Dances for Different Bodies, Volume 1. What a great name for a project. Shouts out to Tommy Carroll. Been a fan fan of Tommy's for a long time. I think this is uh, this project's going to come out through Hungry Badger, which I guess is a record label. Okay. Go to Tommy Carroll, C-A-R-R-O-L-L, Tommy with a Y, Tommy Carroll, bandcamp.com and please support that we want Tommy to be making art forever and ever praise art for Tommy Carroll all right y'all we're on the last of the fun zone pleasure for the week it is May 27th Thursday 7 p.m. is when we want to get out there and take that walk with stage left theater it's their spring fling man It's the first annual outdoor new short play festival. They've asked Chicago, seven Chicago playwrights to be exact, to write a short 10 minute play addressing the question, how has the world changed? They want you to join them for this outdoor in-person performance at the North Center Town Square, located at 4100 North Damon Avenue, as Stage Left Theater rings in the spring and celebrates the return of live theater. I am excited. This is starting. It's kicking off Thursday, May 27th. It will also be going on the 28th and the 29th. So maybe you'll hear about it again next episode of What About Chicago? But for now... Take that walk this Thursday, 7 p.m., May 27th to 4100 North Damon Avenue. If you need more information about this event, go to Stage Left Theater's website, stageleftheater.com. All right, y'all. It has been fun. And I know, I know Samantha Berkman regardless of what's going on in the world, would want us to keep plugging away, keep taking those walks, keep praising art. Thank you, Samantha Berkman, for your art and your inspiration. I don't know what I would do without it. All of this great art, music, entertainment, and culture across the globe It really makes me love you wherever you are. But what about Chicago? I'm stuck in Chicago. It's boring.